Hey, screensavers, Michael, Matt, and Tyler here. Tyler brought us a great idea. Seeing as it's almost halfway through 2022, we're going to list our top three and bottom three movies of the year so far. Then in several months, when we do our end of the year list, we'll see what stays, what changes, and what falls off. We're also going to do a preview of the rest of summer, things that we're excited about. I don't know about you guys, but I love episodes like this. And I know that 2022 has been an awesome year so far. You know, last year was like kind of the return to movie theaters, but I feel like this year has been really the full-fledged comeback of it. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Without further ado, we're going to do our bottom three first. Bottom three, our least favorite. So, Matt, why don't you start us off with your third least favorite movie? Yeah, I just want to specify least favorite because I realize that there are probably objectively worse movies out there than what I'm about to list. But these are movies that I walked in to and I was truly just let down by them, to put it mildly. Um... So my number three is actually, it's Crimes of the Future. Oh, wow. Why? I have, I just wasn't, I was not nearly as entertained by that movie as I thought it would be. I think it was just overhyped, to be completely honest. Like, that people were talking about there being walkouts and, like, vomiting and just being completely disgusted by this movie and... It's just like the grossest thing Cronenberg's ever done. And it, it was a gross movie, but truth be told, it I felt like it was mild even compared to his other work. And the the story just did not ever hook me. And by the time I realized and caught on to what was going on, it was over. It was just not a fun experience. And maybe it's not supposed to be, but it just didn't resonate with me at all. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything that you said. I, I think you have a good analysis. I liked it a little more, um, but I, I it's middle of the pack for me. It was a bit of a disappointment, I have to admit. Uh, Tyler, what's your number three? My number three is the 355. This was such a boring, generic action movie that I feel like we don't get nowadays. Like This is like an early 2000s movie that somehow came out in 2022, and I just was not into anything that was going on. I found it so boring. Hmm. Yeah, I, I another one. That, it was like, eh. It was. <laughs> I kind of forget about it a bit. Um, and like starring so many people that I love, so yeah. the potential factor was high. My number three is "I Want You Back." I believe I mentioned this on another episode. This is a romantic comedy with Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. Again, two people that I really love, especially Jenny Slate. There's just no energy to it. It's not funny. It's one of those where, like, you know all the places where you're supposed to laugh. It's like a mad lib of laughter, but none of it was funny to me. So, no thank you on I Want You Back. Matt, how about your number two? My number... So, my number one and two were were, were a bit of a toss-up. Um, one movie I was actually genuinely let down by, and the other one I knew it wasn't going to be good, and it wasn't. And that latter one is Morbius, and that's my number two. <laughs> the only redeeming quality to Morbius is the abundance of memes and just the absolute train wreck of that Sony's been on with as far as marketing and like you can you can tell the studio is just so out of touch because they let viral memes convince them that Morbius was actually 
worth bringing back to theaters for a weekend just to bomb all over again. Like that is just a feat. Um, it might it may well be a contender for our unintentional merit award by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, if you don't trust the the opinion of Martin Scorsese, that's on you. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but this like is cinema. But for a movie that has been delayed and delayed and delayed, I I I just I don't know what I wanted from a Morbius movie anyway. But this was just Sony didn't know what they wanted from a Morbius movie. <laughs> they had no idea what they were doing with this. It's just, it's just like the thing is, it's not. It's it's tough to say. It's like the wor- worst movie of the year either because. It was just so bland and just just almost forgettable as yeah. far as the actual movie itself. And yes. I think that's almost a bigger sin than just being a movie that's so bad it's good, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just want to bring up your point about the studio being out of touch. And, I mean, I think nothing illustrates this more than the fact that, like, Morbius bombed. And they're like, oh, well, we need to bring in, what's the new character? El, El Muerto. <laughs> El Muerto. <laughs> yeah, El Muerto. Like, oh, yeah, that's who people are clamoring for. We didn't want Morbius. We wanted El Muerto. <laughs> hey, trust in El Muerto, all right? Uh, yeah, we have a whole episode on this. I agree the movie is forgettable, but I, I cannot get the Nobel Prize scene out of my mind. I'm still so <laughs> boggled by that. Um, but more of you, go listen to our discussion on that. Tyler, what's your number two? My number two is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was done this um, year. Oh, my God. I don't think I've rolled my eyes harder at any movie. And the, the scene in question, the you're canceled scene, made me want to, like, throw this movie out the window i don't even know how that makes sense but i hated that it it, it, like every part of this movie was so stupid and like i did not enjoy watching this it was only like an hour and a half and that was its only saving grace but like that was a long hour and a half of a slog of a dumb movie where everyone acted like an idiot and i hated everyone involved in it yeah i i enjoyed it um yeah i watched it twice actually and which I don't I don't often do that, but I did for this one and the the holes are apparent in the first watch and then they just become black holes in the second watch. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have to agree. My number two is Death on the Nile, which mm. let me let me give this movie the benefit of the doubt a little bit. This is the Kenneth Branagh second Agatha Christie adaptation and where he's playing Hercule Poirot after Murder on the Orient Express. I had a terrible theater experience with this. There was like one woman with nine kids in the theater and like the kids did not stop talking the whole time. There was a bad energy in the room. This movie, you know, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's like over long. It is, the cast is like the most ragtag random list of people, which is fine. I'm not against anybody, but it's just like no chemistry amongst anybody no thank you on Death on the Nile. It was the Avengers of problematic actors. It really was. <laughs> um, <laughs> it might be the last time that we see Army Hammer. I, so. I lost it. There was a bad energy. In the <laughs> yeah. Just some bad vibes. Not not great. Matt, what's your, your bottom movie of the year so far? Oh boy. I might catch some heat for this, but I don't care. 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Okay, let me hear it. I was, just from the sheer, sheer disappointment I feel with this movie is hard to put into words. Wow. It's it's like the taste of human flesh. It's indescribable. Oh, yeah. It's fresh. Which, actually, that probably, that that's on my separate list of just objectively bad movies. Yeah, that's near the bottom of my list. With, right there with Uncharted and Moonfall and 355. But as far as, like, visceral, like, pure, like, just animosity, this movie, specifically the Illuminati scene, just absolutely killed all the joy I had for a solid almost a week. <laughs> Oh my lord. I'm not going to lie. I, I racked my brain about this the whole weekend before our episode because I'm like, I mean, there was stuff I liked, I, you know, but that, the whole Illuminati sequence, like that, this this movie is what really made me realize I'm starting to feel Marvel fatigued. Mm. And, and just like, the, it just, like, I don't know, man. I just, I just feel some type of way about this movie and I just, I, I was just very let down by it. Wow, that's. I know you were upset, but wow, the worst of the year so far. That's. Do you think that will change? Do you think you'll see something worse? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I I don't have Uh, anything on my radar that I think, yeah, that could be worse. uh, Unless Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a huge disappointment. That is not going to (laughs) happen. Uh, Tyler, what's your yeah? What's your bottom movie of the year? My bottom movie of the year is the only movie so far in the last several years that I can remember that I fell asleep during in in a theater, and that's Moonfall. <laughs> <laughs> this this was the like I fell asleep for an un, I have no idea how long I was asleep for, and I'm sure the plot was not affected at all my understanding of it. This movie was nonsense. One of the dumbest endings imaginable. <laughs> we do it do an episode, so if you want to hear my thoughts on how much I hated this, absolutely watch it. But God, this movie was horrible. I did not one redeeming factor about this movie. I don't recommend it to anyone. The dumbest, like even even just to be like, oh, the world ending stuff. That was horrible. Everything about it was horribly done. And I don't understand how Emmerich, this late in his career, came out with this. This movie still might win a Silver Screen Saver Award come come the end of the year, unless there's a better PG-13 <laughs> F-word. So, uh, my bottom movie of the year, and I will be shocked if I see anything worse than this. In fact, there's no way that I will because I would shut anything off early that was worse than this. <laughs> and that's the, the It's the bubble. <laughs> it's the Judd Apatow COVID quarantine stellar cast who just aren't used whatsoever i already talked about it on a previous episode but it is it is over two hours of just like the laziest comedy that i have seen in such a long time this movie like i had the thought during the movie of like this might be one of the worst things that i have ever seen and like i'm i do not use that superlative (laughs) lightly and i don't mean it you know to like uh just deride the film to deride it it's it's so bad if I see anything worse than this, I don't know. I I might be I might have a weekend like you did, Matt, after Doctor Strange, because <laughs> this this one is is terrible. Uh, well, that's our bottom three. Let's lift our spirits a little bit and go to our top three of the year so far. 
halfway through 2022. Matt, what's your third favorite movie of the year so far? Third favorite, I got to go with Ty West's X. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite episodes to record to date was recording uh, our review of this movie. Um, after watching X, I've really gotten a chance to go back and watch some more of Ty West's stuff, and I'm just a huge fan of him as a director and writer. Um, it's like, so Tyler, you were talking about how Texas Chainsaw was one of the worst movies you've seen this year. This is a much better Texas-based slasher movie. Yes. It takes pieces that are tried and true about the slasher genre, and it, it uses them to create uh, its own story. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I love that. I love that movie. I think it's the future of slashers, or at least a part of it. It was awesome. Uh, Tyler, what's your third favorite so I'm going to be unique here and, and say Ty West's X. <laughs> Why do uh, I feel like our top threes are going to be mostly I think they're the going to be identical. With, I, they're going like... to be identical. <laughs> At least me and yours. I, I can yeah. guarantee you that they won't. <laughs> no, not yours. I, I don't know what you're going to put on yours. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this after like getting the worst slashers imaginable last year and started this year, you know, got Halloween kills, awful. You got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, awful. You got Bodies, Bodies, Bodies coming up, which is going to be awful. Oh, no. I'm glad we, we got a good <laughs> slash. Bodies, Bodies, <laughs> Bodies is the only thing that's going to dethrone these top three. Like, everything, unfortunately, X is going to get bumped from the top three because Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is shooting right to the top. No, that's not going to happen. But this this was, I'm, I was shocked that, to see a good slasher film. There hasn't been a good one in years, and I loved it. I loved every second. Everything Matt said, I agree with. And I'm, I'm so excited for the sequel. It's supposed to be coming later this year. See what yeah, happens with that. I keep forgetting and then remembering that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, my third favorite, I had a toss-up. It was between X and this other movie. And I figured you guys would have X on your list. So I'm going to highlight another movie. And that's Deepwater, baby. The Return of Adrian <laughs> Lyme. You know Hell yeah. I, you know what? Well, I was thinking about Deepwater as as we were doing our bottom three. I'm like, wait, where? I mean, Deepwater has got to go in here somewhere. That's not a bottom movie. Get that I didn't say it was a bottom movie. I'm saying it's got to be somewhere in the list. But I'm like, oh, who's going to put Deepwater on their top three? Yeah, have no fear. Uh, we got Ben Affleck, Ana de Armas, in the most ridiculous marriage and murder situation that you've ever seen. <laughs> but it's no so good. It's just, it's the, the correct kind of camp. I loved it so much. It got physical reactions out of me. That is deep water. It's on Hulu. Go watch it so we can get another something out of Adrian Line. Honestly, I feel like the, a lot of the negative criticism about this movie is simply because people took it too seriously. Yeah, you're either kind of into the tone or you're not. And if you're not, I totally get that. This isn't like the best movie or anything like that, but it is my third favorite. Matt, what's your second favorite? I gotta go with Top Gun Maverick. It, um, it, it really just surpassed all my expectations for it, even with the hype going into it. It turned me into a Tom Cruise fanatic. It was just, it took... <laughs> Um, it took a concept and it just like enhanced it in just about every way. It was one of the best theater experiences I've had probably since Avengers Endgame. I, I just like, I just genuinely enjoyed this and I saw it in like a standard format the first time, yeah. saw it in a, in like an XD format the second time and it just, it was even better. Like just, it, it, um, it's just very 
very well made, very well put together, and definitely one of the best theater experiences I've had this year so far. Unless I am mistaken, I believe it just surpassed Doctor Strange to be the highest grossing movie of the year so far. Um, do you guys think that anything will take it over? I do. What? Bodies, bodies, bodies. No, stop. <laughs> it is not. We're going to play bodies, bodies, bodies all the way to the box office. How much How much does three tickets cost, do you think? Yeah, that's, that's going to be the... Hey, if it's good, it's good. And that'll be great. I'm buying us each two tickets for bodies, bodies, okay, bodies. Okay, so it's going to make about 70 bucks. <laughs> Do you think Thor or Black Panther 2 will dethrone it? I, Thor might. But... Black Panther 2, I can't see. Does Does anyone even know anything about Black Panther 2? Do we know what it's about? I can't yeah. believe this movie's coming out this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. But yeah, good pick. Tyler, what's your second favorite? Oh, I'm continuing my trend of unique films. <laughs> the movie <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. You know, I <laughs> bet you weren't seeing that coming. Um, I mean, Matt pretty much said everything I need to say, but I just kind of want to say, like, I, I think I was just at a moment in my life where I needed just a pure adrenaline, happy, joyous movie, and it delivered, and I loved it, and I just had so much fun with it that it, it, it that'll definitely be in my top ten come end of the year, regardless of what comes out. Yeah, that's good. I, it's going to be middle of the pack for me, but that doesn't matter. Um, my number two, I would bet $1,000, is going to be, Matt, at least your number one, Tyler, if not yours. So I'll save it. Matt, you can go ahead with your favorite. Um, I was going to say Jurassic World Dominion. I don't know about you guys. I don't think you were. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Mike, good thing Mike went to you because he just repeated it. He just repeated what he said. <laughs> no, it's it's got to be everything, everywhere, all at once. I I yeah. I adore that movie to pieces. Just from the acting, the writing, just the absurd humor, but also brilliant coi- <clears throat> brilliant fight choreography. I did like the koi. <laughs> <laughs> the just ah uh, man, I. I can't rave enough about that movie, and like I, I've watched it three times already in the couple of months that it's been out, and it's just I, I can't see anything dethroning it at this point. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, this is the best movie that I've seen this year, and also that I've seen it. It just when you watch it, you go, oh, this is something special. Just the way that they brought everything yes. together. It's just a once in a kind really incredibly amazing experience i hope that it continues both earning money and like garnering conversation throughout the year and it better show up at some end of the year stuff um we'll shout it from the rooftops it's great 100 percent. it's it's a labor of love and you can tell with every scene you can tell just by how all the actors in the cast and the crew have been promoting it like they you know, you see Jamie Lee Curtis still posting stuff about it and saying all these wonderful things about mm. her time there. And you hear about Kei Kwan's story about how he basically saw Crazy Rich Asians, came back from hiatus and acted in this and then absolutely nailed it. Um, it's just, it's just such a wonderful, wonderful movie. Yeah, it's special. Tyler, how about you? Uh, continuing the trend of uniqueness, mine is also everything <laughs> all at once. Um, but I just kind of want to add to you know what we've already the praise we've rained on it. Um, 
I just want to say that like the the kind of like the ending message would be kind of cheesy and it could easily be cheesy but this one genuinely earned it and i think that's impressive for them to do that i don't want to spoil it but i mean yeah yeah also the only theater experience i have to say i did enjoy slightly more than top gun maverick but for different reasons it's because the guy that was they were yelling like hey stanley why are you over there (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah uh or the lady in the parking lot trying to trying to pay her car parking ticket, but she didn't have her debit card. <laughs> so they're like, so they're like, go to the office, but the office was closed, and <laughs> they told her to go to the office, and it's closed. <laughs> Poor lady, she's still sitting in that parking garage today, just trying to get out. <laughs> Some say when they visit the Boston Common parking garage, that they still see the ghost of this lady in her car trying to get out, but she can't because she couldn't pay for it. Yeah, you hear a whisper in your ear. Can I borrow your debit card? <laughs> I left mine at home. The thought, the thought, honestly crossed my mind. Just to like do a nice thing, and, and <laughs> that's when I... you realize she's been parked there for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's a thousand seventy-five dollar tab. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, my number one. So my number two was Everything Everywhere. That's the best movie that I've seen all year. But number one. You combine a great soundtrack, a fantastic soundtrack, the return of a genre that has been away for too long, and then you use Robert Goulet to transit into sex, and you got Marry Me. And that's my favorite movie of the year so far. I am very curious if something is going to override it. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's just one of the most delightful things I've seen in a very long time. Also, I want to note... If Cyrano was technically a 2022 movie, that would have been up it. here as well. I didn't count it either, but that would have been up here. I was going to say that too, actually. I was going to be, if you didn't, I was going to be like, I want to give a special shout out to Cyrano. Everybody, like, please watch Cyrano. Please give it some money. Please give it a chance. If you don't like it, that's cool, but give it a chance. All right, that's our bottom three and top three. A couple more questions before we get to the summer movie preview. What do you guys think is the movie that's most likely to have staying power throughout the year that we're going to be talking about either throughout the year or at least at the end? Um, pretty much my whole top three. I mean, I'm, I'm, those are solid certified bangers. Like, Well, I mean, I guess more not just us, but like the general movie discussion world. No, I still stand by it. I mean, all right. Only one, only one I'm, that might fall off a little bit is X, because that's kind of more of like a genre film. Like a, you got to be a. Sp- it's not so much a general audiences movie. Mm. So like, if you're not a horror fan, you're not going to be talking about X for. You know, you're probably not even going to be watching X. You know. Yeah, I I think you're right about that. Top Gun definitely. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Better. Do you guys think that the Batman is? People are going to be like, oh yeah, the Batman. See, that's that was going to be mine for that I'm going to be shocked came out this year because I'm still oh. shocked that came out this year. I keep forgetting about the Batman. Yeah, that was like three months ago. Yeah. I genuinely forgot about the Batman when I was making these lists until just yeah. now. So so that, that segues into my next question is, what movie, are there any others that you think you're at the end of the year going to be like, oh yeah, that was this year? Because I'll give Batman. you a couple. The Batman. 
Um, Uncharted is yeah, one. Absolutely. Do you guys remember when we like changed the idea for our episode because <laughs> Uncharted was so mediocre? Yes. Yeah. Unbearable weight of massive I, uh, talent. That's that was gonna be mine. Yeah. I I think massive talent is gonna be for like what that movie was supposed to be. That was just yeah. like such okay. a forgettable experience. Yeah. It's too bad, but Nick Cage is going to keep going, so his his career will be uh, the better legacy, I think. Maybe Crimes of the Future. Yeah, uh, that one almost seems not dead on arrival, but unless you're like hardcore Cronenberg or film fan, I don't I don't think that even pierced into the the mainstream at all. But I think you're right. Yeah. All right, summer movie preview, guys. It's summer, the best times of the year. And also the time when a bunch of big blockbusters and a lot of cool indies are going to be coming out. So, are there anything you anything you guys are particularly excited about that will be releasing in the next couple of months here? I'm going to rattle off a few. Do you want me to do all three, or are we going to swap back and forth? No, go ahead and do all three. All right, I'm going to rattle off a few here. First one is Nope, the new Jordan Peele awesome. coming out in July. Even though I'm a little miffed that they gave so much away in the newest trailers yeah and i'm I'm very upset about that it's also just like a different movie <laughs> i still um i still have a lot of faith in jordan peele as a filmmaker and i'm, I'm convinced that i'm gonna enjoy it i don't yeah. know yet if it's gonna hit my top 10 or hit, hit toward the top we'll have to see but mm. i'm optimistic about it yeah. Another one is Bullet Train. I'm just really pumped about Bullet Train. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you exactly why. I just, I'm, I'm here for it. You and know, it, I just want to say Bullet Train, I don't care how bad it is. I'm going to be so happy when it comes out or how good it is just because I won't have to see the trailer again. I've seen that trailer 65,000 uh, times. Yeah. You stabbed me? <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> Notice they took that out in the newest trailer because they're like, that's so clearly not Brad Pitt. Honestly, it's so funny, though, with these summer blockbuster trailers. They've been showing them for quite a while now, so I'm pretty sure I can yeah. I can recite most of them by heart. <laughs> e- even the Nope trailer the same way, like, nah, 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 run! Guys, um, we, we, I want to say we see too many movies, but I can't really say that truthfully about um, movies. I want to. I mean, I want to give some credit to Thor. I think Thor, hopefully, will be pretty good. And then, the hit of the summer. The bona fide calling it now gonna be hit of the summer. Bodies, bodies, bodies. From A twenty four, starring Pete Davidson, Maria Bakalova, Rachel Sano, Sano, Sanat. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Shiva baby, and uh, among others. Lee Pace, I, I'm I'm like unreasonably excited about this, like a who done it, but like with a millennial satire twist on it. Is it even millennial? Is it Gen- the satire? It's supposed to be satire. <laughs> Is this a movie? <laughs> Is it satire when you just keep repeating like the buzzwords that like is that is that satire or you just don't know what you're doing at that point? You know, let let's see it. I, I I'm willing to give it a shot, but uh, Tyler, what are you excited for? Um, so it comes out soon, actually. But Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. I think that looks really uh, good. Um, 
you know, uh, Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank. No. <laughs> I don't, like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. This seems... This seems like a procedurally like AI generated film. Like I don't yeah. believe it's real. <laughs> it's... But like I, I've seen the preview so many times. It's bizarre. <laughs> One I'm curious about is Vengeance. Yeah, um, I'm curious to see how good that is. Um, and then Beast. I'm, I'm really really curious. I really want to see if that's good. And. Um, there's one more I can't it's not even on this list for some reason but Prey um, yeah Prey I'm very excited for because I, I'm, Predator is one of my favorite 80s movies it's one of my favorite science fiction movies all the sequels are garbage all of them they suck they're terrible and I, I just want one to be decent <laughs> so I'm praying yeah I'm praying I, I'm praying for Prey too. I, I guarantee it will probably end up being at most the second best movie to come out on August 5th <laughs> yeah I uh, I watched the trailer and I thought it looked really, really good. It was like so good in the beginning that I'm like, oh, I almost don't want this to be a Predator movie. Like, I want a different story with this, but we'll we'll see. I th- I think it'll be really good. Uh, I'm gonna throw some guys. So throw some. Yeah, I'm gonna throw some guys at you. I'm gonna throw some at you guys. Um, not super excited for Minions: The Rise of Gru, but I just have a question, and that's. Illumination. What is going on with the ad campaigns between the <laughs> you, the Sing yeah. Did two? Did you get the Jurassic Park World one? There, there's like no story. It's just like minions doing random crap, and they're playing sabotage in it. And the minions are like animals, and then little Gru is running around. Like I just don't understand but it at all. Did Did you get the Jurassic World specific advertisement with the dinosaur? That they played I after remember. it. Oh, I, I was so convinced. Like, oh, no, wait, I thing. did. When Bob is, like, screaming into the dinosaur's yeah, face. Yeah, what was yes. that? Why is there, like, a second, like, movie? I'm like, is every movie just going to have a specific Minions? Yeah, why, also, Listen, why are the Minions harassing the wildlife? That's what I want to know. It's the Minion takeover. We, we tweeted about this. It's coming. <laughs> uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Like Lightyear, I don't have a good feeling about it, even though I trust the people involved something about it just rubs me the wrong way i don't know uh <laughs> where the crawdads sing will either of you see that i'll see it <laughs> just like, i mean no, no. do you think realistically you're gonna go see that no but Not if, if i'm invited to. to see it i will <laughs> so that is based upon like an incredibly successful book by delia owens that has been just off the shelves for the last couple of years here but the movie seems to me and i kind of hope i'm wrong about this but it seems to me to be one of those big literary adaptations that just arrives and then fades away without much fanfare at all almost like a goldfinch from a few years ago Uh, you guys remember the goldfinch i remember the goldfinch (laughs) I remember it because I sat in the theater and had a wonderful time at how really, truly bad that movie was. I don't know. I don't think this movie will be as bad as that, but it does seem like one of those big lit adaptations that that's going to fade away, which is too bad because I love books into movies. Uh, the Gray Man, The Return of Ryan Gosling, one of my favorite movie stars. That, uh, that looks bad, I will say. It looks terrible. You think, think it looks terrible? Gonna be, I, it's going to be a stinker, absolutely. But <laughs> I think Ana, it, Ana de Armas is in it. So. It just looked kind of eh to me, but we'll see. You know, we were, ta- we were talking about, like, 
on our on our Tom Cruise episode, actors that still kind of generate a draw just by having their name on a poster for a movie, and I think Gosling is another one of them. Yeah, love to do a Gosling episode at some point. Probably not with the Great Man, but at some point. Uh, Easter Sunday. It's a family comedy. Joe Coy is the start of that. If you're if you're a fan of him, that I, I did. You guys see the trailer for that? I thought it looked pretty nice. Not. Oh, I, I got it. I think it looked pretty funny. Um, Secret headquarters. Owen Wilson's son thinks that he's like a superhero or a spy or something. For me to like not hear about an Owen Wilson movie like one month before it comes out was just very bizarre. Uh, same with the movie Samaritan, which I don't know if this is coming out. Sly Stallone is like, again, it's I think a kid thinks that he's, or he is a superhero who everyone thinks is dead, but like some kid discovers that he's not. I don't know, that'll be fascinating. Um, the man from Toronto, so no, I think... Don't- don't what? bring up the man from Toronto. I'm going to. Because <laughs> no. there are two. There's Kevin Hart in The Man from Toronto with Woody Harrelson, I believe. And then there is Me Time? Me Time with Mark Wahlberg. Oh. I don't know when that's coming out, but... Are you guys Kevin Hart fans? <laughs> I'm the furthest thing imaginable from a Kevin Hart fan. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm indifferent. It says that it's coming out in 2022, but we shall see. Um, also, I saw the, the synopsis for this one on Time. Uh, I Love My Dad is starring Pat Oswalt. In order to reconnect with his estranged son, the desperate Chuck catfishes his son by pretending to be a waitress that he inevitably falls for. That has very strong. Um, that sounds what's terrible. The, what's the Robin Williams movie where he like plagiarized? No, no. Oh, yeah, world's greatest dad. <laughs> yeah, world's greatest dad. It has very strong that vibe. I'm or fascinated by that. Father of the Father of the Year. Is it Father of the Year? I'm not sure. All right. Well, as you as you research. No, um, Father of the Year was that David oh, Spade movie. Oh, the that Netflix with the Happy Madison one. Yeah. I think it is world's greatest the, dad. Then the strange thing about the Oswalds. Yeah. Um, also, three thousand years of long in the George Miller with Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, which I thought looked very fascinating. But people, a lot of people are like, eh. Um, I'm still gonna see it, but I'm curious as to what is making people so eh about it. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll also have gotten Spiderhead, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski, who just did Top Gun Maverick, has a smaller movie on Netflix based on a George Saunders story. That'll be fascinating. Resurrection, the Rebecca Hall one. Cha-Cha, Real Smooth. This is the the coda of this year, where it is Apple acquiring a, a movie that people think is very sweet. And I've heard not a bad word about it. So, so Best Picture 2022? Yeah, Fraudulent Best Picture 2022. You're right. <laughs> Fully earned Best Picture 2022. Uh, please, let's not get into that again. Uh, and then Jerry and Marge go large, which is Brian Cranston and Annette Benning who are scamming the lottery. And I'm I'm here for it. Love the concept. Love both of them. Any other you guys are excited for, or is that enough? Bodies, bodies, bodies. All right, I think we're done then. <laughs> that's that 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 signals. <laughs> 
Uh, legend, legend of Fury, Pause of Fury, Legend of Hank. All right. Well, if there's any any summer movies you guys are particularly excited about, please write to us at silverscreensaverspod at gmail.com. Rate and review on your favorite podcast channel or app. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at screensaverspod. And our Facebook is Silver Screen Savers Podcast. Thanks for sticking with us so much. We're so excited for the summer in the latter half of 2022. Bye, everybody. Take care. Stay down to bone. Silver Screen Savers Podcast was co-created, written, hosted, and produced by Michael Gallant, Tyler Sukkis, and Matt Sturdivant. With additional editing by Matt Sturdivant. Intro music by Charles Michelle via Pixabay. Logo design by Nathan Seidel. Thank you.